Ryan. Hey, handsome. <laughs> hey, man. I was hoping to talk about uh, well a few things, but but I wanted to start by by talking about well. I was talking yesterday about the new normal, right? Yeah. And and the it's hard for me to imagine a world where we go back to like hugging people regularly. But it's yeah. also hard for me to imagine a world where we don't. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's an interesting topic, man. Uh, listening to the quarantine conversation you recorded, it, it had me thinking, um, yeah, just just how how life is going to be when this stuff settles down. Because you're absolutely right. Um, hugging may not be as uh, as a as appropriate or in vogue, I, I, I don't know, but yeah, um, s- certain stores aren't going to be able to open back up. Um, people are figuring out how to do things from home. There's, there's a lot of innovation happening right now. And I think some of it's going to stick, you know what? I, I don't know, but, but yeah, I, uh, I, I really feel sad, <laughs> you know, uh, thinking about a world where we, we can't, you know, give our, our listeners and readers and, you know, viewers, we can't give them hugs. That's, uh, just random people on the street. Like when I meet someone, it's, it's my default. Now I was talking, I was talking to Bex about this and I think, I think maybe 10% of the reason that I'm really into hugging is because I have OCD and it (laughs) seems more sanitary than, than shaking hands with people. Yeah. Yeah. But the other, the 90% is it like it forms this bond, it like breaks down a barrier. And you notice that and even in places that are notorious for having uh, you know, sort of social distancing, uh, Seattle has something called the Seattle freeze, yeah. right? But as soon as you get past that barrier and, and give a hug, obviously a, a consensual hug, you know, it's, it's funny, Ryan, I was, I was driving down from Montana to Los Angeles this past weekend and my car broke down in St. George, Utah. And uh, I lost you. It's weird. Have you have you spent any time in St. George at all? I mean, I know you've made the drive through, but have you spent any time in St. George? I I heard you say drive through Idaho, and then the call cut out. Oh, um, I've uh, I, I was driving through St. George, Utah. Oh, okay. And have you have you spent any time? I don't there? think I've spent any time there. I mean, I'm certain I've driven through it. Um, heading, you know, heading out here from Missoula. But yeah, I don't think we stopped there and spent any, spent much time. Well, I was driving through there this weekend and my car broke down. My battery died. Oh, really? And yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. And as I was driving through there, yeah, and it, the weird thing is like, it seemed like the city was still open. Hmm. The businesses were, I was, so I broke down in front of like this yeah, chain restaurant steakhouse place. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, a kind woman came and it was open and just like the rest of the city. Now it, it seemed fairly desolate, but businesses were, were still open there, which is not something I've experienced anywhere else uh, that, that I've been at this point. And certainly here in, in Los Angeles, everything is closed mm-hmm. down. Anyway, uh, this woman came out and helped uh, jump my car and she gave me the, the little elbow bump and she said, I guess we're doing this now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I said, I apologize. I'm usually a hugger. And she's like, well, Let's go ahead and hug it out then. And I hugged her, but it felt like I was having unprotected sex with a stranger yeah, or something. Yeah, dude. It's it, funny. This I think, I don't know, man. Like, I am definitely a hugger. 
And I would not have done that. I, I ran into someone in my apartment complex and they're like, oh, I just I just saw your documentary, dude. I, didn't, I can't believe you live here, man. And like he went in for a hug. I'm like, dude, I got to be honest. I'm giving this whole social distancing thing. Uh, I'm taking it very, very seriously, man. I'm surprised you did that, dude. But I guess good on you, man. I, 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 the unprotected yeah, sex I mean, is pretty funny. I don't know. Analogy. I don't know if it was good for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know. If it yeah, was but a, I don't know if it was the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it was the right thing. I don't know if it was the wrong thing. I, I guess we'll, yeah. What what uh, Jim Harris say? Uh, hindsight is fifty fifty. Yeah, dude. And because uh, I have, so I think it was about a fifty percent chance it was a good idea. I've had unprotected sex where everything went great, and it also didn't go so great. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is definitely a risk, man. Uh, Hug, hugging true. someone these days. Oh shit, dude! I was hoping to talk right, to you. But, oh, good. Well, hold on. Let me let me just let yeah. me in the the hugging thing like this. Uh, you know. Uh, we recently figured out that of our, you know, we, we've had over, I think, 125,000 people come out to our tour stops over the last mm-hmm. 10 years. So it's not like all at once. But of those, uh, there's an estimate of, that we've hugged about 60,000 people. And that doesn't count the people that just come up to us on the street and mm-hmm. say hi or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'd like to say, like, I've never actually gotten sick from that. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I've gotten sick in the last decade for sure, but I've never... And I'm not, by the way, that's not me saying it's the right thing to do. We need to keep doing it. It's simply an observation that we've hugged tens of thousands of people, more than anyone else you've ever met, probably, if you're listening to this. And I can't think of a time either one of us got ill from that. No, I can't either. Isn't that strange? But it's, it's, it is strange. Um, But I think with the situation it is right now, I think the risk is probably higher uh, oh, getting yeah. Sick. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it is certainly strange that, I mean, dude, the hug lines that we used to do. I mean, you remember we did that hug line in at the Wilbur in Boston? And there was like, how many people showed up yeah, there? Like 1,100 people. And we hugged like half of them. I think that's when we were like, yeah. oh, maybe we can't do these hug lines all the time because it took like. Yeah, with the big theater. Yeah, it took like three hours to get through it. But but yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm just thinking that, or even like in Sydney when we had you know 1,500 people show up. I mean, it was uh, it's yeah, you're right. It's incredible that we have not gotten sick from those hug lines. I don't know how we haven't. Well, you're right, but but right now it it is a time where that would totally be inappropriate. And we we were just in in Utah. You we, we did that that unscripted meetup there and there's footage of us in that the new vlog that jordan put up on our youtube channel uh, a meaningful life vlog called threading the needle mm-hmm. and at the end of it i had to put a disclaimer up that said hey we, we were hugging people before the quarantine so it didn't look like we were doing or before mm-hmm. the social distancing so it didn't look like we were doing something irresponsible because it does feel like now if we just went out and started hugging random people and shaking people's hands that that seems not just dumb for us, but it's irresponsible toward other people's health. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I totally agree. Well, you know, we all got to do our part. That's how we're going to get through this. And part of that is, you know, it, it's staying inside, but it's also going out of our way to not spread germs. Um, it blows my mind how sneaky this virus is. It's uh, it's it's very, very contagious and it's easy to transfer and you could be a carrier and don't even know it. And, you know, because of that, we have right. to do these things. Yeah, I was hoping to talk about a little bit about, um, I don't know, maybe like uh, I want to open up a little bit about, I don't know, man, some of the, I don't know, dude, just like some of the emotional stuff I'm going through maybe or even what we were talking about. Like anxiety? Yeah. Like, well, first I'll start with this. Um, I have been uh, working out on a regular basis. 
I've been reading. I can tell. <laughs> I've been reading. Uh, I, we, we just finished our first draft of our book, Love People Use Things. I mean, like I am firing on all cylinders in the sense of I feel like I'm not wasting this time. Like, I mean, yeah, there's some like there's some binge watching, which, oh, my God, dude, if you haven't seen Tiger King yet, holy moly, dude, it is unbelievable. It is like it's the most entertaining thing I've ever seen for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> it's like a Jerry Springer yeah, show. I've seen a few episodes. It's like a yeah. Jerry Springer show come to life. But anyway, um, uh, Andrew Schultz called it White Trash Game of Thrones. Yeah, dude, <laughs> that's a good that's a good descriptor. <laughs> But, you know, I'm, dude, I'm going through it though, man. Like, I don't know what is wrong with me, but like, I am, there's like a depression that is creeping up on me. It's not anxiety. It's, it's like the a feeling of a lack of feeling. And I don't know what the heck it is because again, like I'm extra, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. The one thing I haven't done that maybe this is it, but I would, you know, I would be shocked if it's just one reason, but, um, I have not been getting out and walking a ton because Mariah and I have been self quarantining over these last two weeks, like very, like just staying in the house. Um, I'll go down and get mail and that's it. Um, uh, because we're going to go to Montana and we don't want to transfer anything to her elderly parents. And she's got a hundred year old grandma that we don't want to transfer stuff to. So, um, maybe that's it, man. Just not being able to get outside, but it's like, you know, I think about, what you and I talk about how when you feel anxiety or when you feel depression, it's a symptom of something that's going on. And usually those symptoms are like, okay, I got to look at my, my uh, health. I got to look at my relationships. I got to look about cultivating passion. I got to look about, uh, look at, you know, growing and contributing and I'm doing all those things, but it's, there is something, Mm -hmm. there's something going on with me. I don't know if you're experiencing any of that at all, man. I know you're experiencing a little bit of anxiety and stress around, uh, just around certain things, but, um, but yeah, dude, there's like a depression yeah. that is that is like on the verge of of I can just feel it coming on. Now, when we go to Montana, um, we'll be able to get outdoors more. Um, we're gonna help Mariah, uh, Mariah's parents with their farm. I'm gonna you know get my hands in the dirt, which will be good. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what it is, man. I feel like I'm doing everything right, but I can't avoid that looming feeling that's happening. It sounds to me like you're describing despair, not not depression. And while there's certainly a ton of overlap between the two, despair tends to say something about the present's effect on the future. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know whether that that's the case here, but I think one thing that is despair inducing is the media environment we're in, whether that is social mm-hmm. media or just the news media right now. Uh, the, the only story, you go to any website that is mm-hmm. even remotely news-based, mm-hmm. the only story is pandemic. And yeah. when you think of that word pandemic outside of the context of this, what is the first word that comes to mind? For me, it's panic. Pandemic, panic. Yeah. They, yeah. they share the same root, as a matter of fact. So yeah. so when, when, when we're constantly told there's a pandemic we're also being told there is a panic and when other Mm. people panic of course that causes us to panic Uh, just like if you walk into a a buddhist monastery uh, you're probably going to feel a a, an intrinsic sense of calm sort of wash over you the opposite seems to be true with me if if i'm constantly um, Mm. if i'm constantly looking at the news and so maybe maybe the answer is 
for both of us, really, because I, I do feel that low level anxiety as well. Avoid that news altogether. I mean, what, oh, what yeah. news could possibly help us out at this point? None. I, I turned new. I, I stopped. Yeah, I stopped looking at news a week ago, two weeks ago. And I'm, you know, I, I could very easily be a news junkie. I call myself a news junkie because it's so easy for me to start bouncing around. Because, you know, I will look at, you know, CNN and then I'll go to Breitbart and then I'll go to BBC and then I'll go to Fox News and then I'll go to MSNBCs and MSNBC just to see, um, you know, the different perspectives on things. But like the news is so, it was so toxic, you know, starting two weeks ago, I guess. Um, I couldn't do it anymore because exactly what you're talking about, it was just, it was playing off of people's fear and um, it started to make me a little fear, fearful and anxious. Uh, the only news I go well, yeah, to, you, the only news site I go to now, which isn't even a news site, it's the world, the worldometer, which basically just shows, you know, where the cases are, how many uh, new cases there are, how many deaths there are, because I do want to keep a pulse on what this is doing. What I don't want to do is listen to, uh, you know, oh, there's going to be millions of deaths. Oh, there's only going to be 200,000 deaths. It's like everything is such speculation and it's, uh, right. it, it doesn't, th- th- f- it's important for us to act on this, but it, it's not important for us to speculate. There's no reason for us to speculate. We have to do what we can to flatten this curve. We have to do what we can to not spread this thing. But for us to sit here and speculate what's going to happen, like beyond, you know, us doing what we're supposed to be doing and what we can do, I, to me, it's pointless to speculate. Right. But even, even that counter can be anxiety producing and even despair yeah, inducing yeah. because when you think about it, you don't look at that counter for other deaths. You don't say, what's the suicide tally today? What's the, the gun uh, death tally today? What's the cancer uh, tally? What's the AIDS tally yeah. today? The, the, if, if I looked all of those up every morning, which by the way, th- those are not insignificant stats. They're large numbers, the heart attack summary, the stroke summary. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's going to it's going to inject a certain amount of of terror into our lives yeah. and and it's not to say we're not taking this thing seriously obviously we're taking this thing seriously we're cooped up in our homes uh, the only other thing that I, I know that would definitely help you out is getting more sunlight and it might mean driving an hour mm-hmm. east and and going out for hikes on your own you know out yeah. in San Bernardino that is Cal- the one, County or Riverside County that is the one thing like I said, that I have not been doing. And if it's just going for walks, holy mo- like if that's what fixes it, I we should just do a podcast on walking and how important it is to walk. Because if it's just that one thing, I mean, that's uh, the effect that it's having on my life right now is it's incredible. I never would have thought about that. Well, you know, the other thing, and I'll- I do wonder. Oh, good. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to change the subject, but you keep going. Well, I wonder for. Uh, for it seems to me that, that you're talking about two different things. You're talking about the news. You're talking about reacting versus responding, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Reacting is like a, a a quick, thoughtless sort of. I'm going to respond to this real quick, and, and often it, it's even it, it's um it's not even deliberate. It's it, it it's not mindful at all. A, a elevated heartbeat is a is a reaction, right? Or a snide comment on Twitter is a reaction. Mm-hmm. A, a response is something that's more well thought out. It's calm. It's non-threatening. It's non-judgmental. Mm-hmm. And, and so quite often we, we, we are spending our time with all of the news and social media reacting when we need to pause and respond. And sometimes not responding at all is the best response. Mm-hmm. 
And, and so um, I, I think I like to parse out those two because I catch myself all the time getting caught up in that loop. Oh, someone tweeted me this thing or, oh, look at that, that headline. But what, what's the stat, Ryan? 77% of people engage with an article only after reading the headline, meaning they, they, they comment on it. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. After only reading the headline, and so I mean, we're we're doomed. That that's that's reacting, mm-hmm. but not actually responding to to what is there. Not confronting the the text, yeah. uh, but of course, maybe we just need to confront all of this text uh, a whole lot less. Now, now, one last thing: maybe we're overreacting to this whole thing, and I, I don't know. Um, is it possible I, to I overreact though? What, what, like when you say, me, like, what? yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah, so I mean, well, let's think about reaction? it. But let, let's look at uh, our coffee shop, Bandit Coffee. Yeah. Right. We have if you if you count our two partners there uh, but don't count me and you that we have 14 employees there. Right. And um, right now they are effectively laid off. Uh, I mean, there's zero hours right now. There's a couple of people were able to schedule a few hours here and there. Mm -hmm. But let's say that this continues for three weeks or three three months mm. and these people can't pay their rent now you and i aren't going to make any money at all from the coffee shop right now and that's fine i want to make sure that these people are are taken care of but to at what point is is this an overreaction if people all mm. of a sudden can't work and they yeah. become homeless is that a overreaction i, 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 I don't know the answer to that yeah yeah no it makes sense it's like yeah, like yeah, you could overreact by the government enforcing martial law and shutting everything down and putting out, you know, the uh, what are the? It's not the Coast Guard, but na- the National Guard. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I guess it certainly is possible to overreact. Are we at that point now, man? I, I well, going back to what I originally asked is, can we overreact? I think right now, it's really hard to not, or it's really it's really hard to over, overreact and I'll give you an example China for example they have been able to flatten the curve a lot like they have really been able to um, slow it down like right now when I look at China they had plus 35 cases today the US has had plus 26,000 cases but you know you know at what cost that is are you aware of what they're doing Josh by chance yeah it's, it's extremely draconian it's extremely draconian and and they basically um, long story short, they know where you've been, they know when you were there, and they know who you were around. And what they will do is if you've been exposed, they will send you a text message or an email and it says, hey, you've been exposed to the coronavirus. Quarantine yourself for 14 days. If we see you out on the street, we will come and arrest you. It's like this, this very extreme lockdown. Mm-hmm. So th- again, that is, is that an overreaction? I don't know. I think it's draconian. I think it's totalitarian. I think it's very, I mean, well, it's a communist country. I think it's crazy, but in the same token, they are flattening the curve. So is it an overreaction? I, I, again, I don't know the answer to that. I think if, if America did that, it would be, we definitely uh, wouldn't see, <laughs> we definitely wouldn't see the same world when we get out of this. But I mean, I don't know. What do you think, man? Do you think that's like a crazy overreaction? What they're doing? Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, yeah. There's no question. I mean, there, there are even crazier things that you could do that would get it down to zero, right? You could yeah, true. Uh, arrest everyone and force them to be in their own individual jail cells for 21 days. And yeah. and, and, and so there, there are things that you, you can do mm-hmm. that I, I think are wrong. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even saying the government at this point. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that there is a... 
the, the, we're, we're having a reaction right now and I don't know if it's an over, I'm, I'm trying to be responsible with what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I, I also feel like you and I are an incredibly privileged position to be able to say, yeah, we'll just stay at home. Oh, we are. Well, yeah, you and I can pay our rent this month and yeah. we can pay our rent next month. Yeah. Uh, and thankfully, we're still able to employ uh, Jess and Jordan and Sean mm-hmm. and the rest of the folks on the team yeah. who earn a, either a part of their living or all of their living from from us. Yeah. And we're able to do that right now. So it is a it is a type of, of privilege that we have. But if we all of a sudden couldn't pay our rent and couldn't buy food and I couldn't buy medicine for my daughter, I, I would be like, hey, you know, forget about flattening your curve. I need to go out and get some work done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to earn an, a living so that my family doesn't die. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and so uh, I think it's not. A, but it's, it, it's so it's not about this. This uh, it's about finding balance. It's not about like, well, one side wants to. Uh, all uh, once these draconian communist measures and the other side only puts the economy first it's like well no these are both these are sort of these twin terrors that we're trying to find the appropriate balance so that people can still live their lives but also they can be healthy and what we're trying to do right now is is sort of find that that um that in-between point and hopefully we do find it yeah 